All right, guys, it's showtime. Uh, welcome back to Real Talk with Jeff. Uh, ready to start another episode, and I know we were delayed yesterday. I want to apologize for that, but it will all be worth it. Today we're having our very first ever guest on Real Talk with Jeff, and our guest name is Jeff. Jeff, say hi. Hey there, how's it going? Good, man. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I've been having... Uh, a lot of excitement this week with all these different topics I want to throw at you and there's lots to talk about. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Mr. Tom Brady. Okay. Tom Brady, obviously uh, you're a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan. It's one of the reasons we're friends and I'm just going to take a couple minutes and throw a couple different topics at you. I want you to kind of elaborate on what you think is uh, going to go down. Sound good? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So, Tom Brady, right now, currently a free agent. His story, number one in all the sports world. Where is he going to land? Where is he going to go? Everybody thinks they have the insight. Everybody thinks Patriots. Some people think Titans. Some people think Niners all of a sudden. I'm going to throw a couple situations, one at a time, and here we go. First off, let's just pretend that he's not going to be a New England Patriot this coming season. How do you feel about Mm -hmm. the Titans? Well, it would definitely make sense. It works great, right? Young A.J. Brown, uh, 52 catches last year, just over 1,000 yards. uh, Great receiver. Lots of potential going forward. Uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, that dude is just a monster. Uh, 1,500-and-something rushing yards last year. Uh, I believe 16 touchdowns. Uh, Those are great offensive pieces that he would love to have. I mean, he's got familiarity with the head coach, of course, having played with him. So I, I think it could definitely work. Although, I mean, it's tough to even imagine him with another team because I personally am still thinking he's going to be a Patriots player for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think we're both in agreement there. I, I, I personally think he's a Patriot, but I do want to lean towards the – I want to just kind of pretend for a couple minutes that he's not going to be, and I want to judge this specific situation. Uh, I, 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 we, we'd be wrong to say that he wouldn't prefer Mike Vrabel as a coach. It, we're not talking about Belichick here. So outside of right. all the other coaches, I think Mike Vrabel would definitely be high on the priority list. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. As far as a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being very poor, what do you rank the Tennessee situation for Tom Brady? Man, so again, we're assuming he is definitely leaving New England for this scenario. So I would, I would go ahead and call this like a ten. I mean, honestly, if they can do what they did with Ryan Tannehill there at the end, I mean, there's no reason to believe that they can't do much better with Tom Brady. Um, and I think he's happy there, has some fun, gets paid. You know, I think it's yeah. a good fit. Yeah, I actually love this situation for him. The only thing that just ways weird to me is I just don't see him going to Nashville that just seems like a really weird landing spot but Mike Vrabel being the coach you get the leading rusher in the NFL Derrick Henry which I would I would assume they would throw the tag on him if Tom Brady if they're in play for Tom Brady you get two young very pretty pretty promising receivers you get Deion Lewis you get Jordan Lewis uh not Jordan Lewis wow um Gosh, 
corner. Doesn't matter. Anyways, there's Malcolm Butler. What are you talking about here? Malcolm Butler. Thank you. Wow. Former, I can't believe you missed that yeah, one, bud. Former former Patriots all over the field. Logan Ryan's also over there. Uh, I just think that the familiar the familiarity there, it just screams perfect scenario. So, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, the rumors heating up. I don't know how this is even a thing. What do you think about the Niners? Well, I mean, obviously, that plays to Tom Brady growing up, you know, being from the Bay Area, being a California kid, watching the Niners. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for his own nostalgia. Um, Other than that, though, I don't know. It just doesn't quite seem the fit for me. I don't see what relations he has there other than being from that area itself, uh, like the team itself. I mean, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem the type for me. No, I, I actually agree with you. Um, it just – the thing is it makes a lot of – obviously we're talking about a sign and trade that would send Jimmy Garoppolo to New England here. It makes a lot of sense for New England to get Jimmy Garoppolo back. It makes sense for Tom Brady. He can go to an instant Super Bowl contender, ready to win now with a proven, uh, I think, a proven head coach. But it doesn't make any sense for the Niners. Why? Yeah. Why would they add ten years to a quarterback's life for a one to two year? Here's the thing: if they took Tom Brady today, they would have to probably draft a quarterback. Yes, absolutely. It just it it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. And another underlying factor, which I'm going to throw in there, Tom Brady, greatest New England Patriot of all time, obviously. If he goes to the Tennessee Titans today and wins a Super Bowl, is he the greatest Tennessee Titan of all time? (laughs) Well, I can't speak for other Titans fans, you know, out there because I'm not one. But, I mean, he's the first one that would come to my mind. Uh, as, As would he of mine as well. He wouldn't be the greatest San Francisco 49er of all time with one Super Bowl. Not with one. Not with one. So, I don't know. That situation just seems awfully news-driven to me. I don't necessarily think that there's much steam to it. Um, Let's go to, in both of our opinions, the heavy favorites here. New England. Yes. What do they have with Tom Brady in 2020. I mean, a shot at the Super Bowl just like any other year. I mean, what more do you want? Familiarity with everything there with the with the coach, with the players around you, a lot of them are still going to be coming back. I mean, you've got your legacy that you've built there. I mean, it it just makes way too much sense to stay. There's no negative reason around New England. Until something comes out concrete that tells me, you know, he's really doubting going back to New England. Like if he's got some kind of issue with the situation, you know, there's always been talks about tension between him and Belichick. Well, if there is, he's got to love it because it's producing Super Bowls, you know. I mean, there's no reason for him to not go back. Okay, what if uh, what if they don't add a single piece? Now, (laughs) I can't speak on the draft. But let's say they don't, they don't land a single free agent, including tight end. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes it tougher for him, um, probably. Uh, you know, 
I try not to speak for the goat, but uh, I can only imagine after many years of not getting the pieces that New England could have picked up for him, um, it would just be par for the course, I guess. So, I mean, ultimately he can swallow that pill, though, I believe. He knows he's done it without the key pieces around him. And uh, I don't I don't think that matters too much. I mean, it definitely helps for them to go after a good free agent target, um, bring something shiny to the offense, uh, show that they're committed. But, I mean, they do it in ways that we don't always see. I always trust Bill Belichick, and I always trust the process. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with you there. The, the cap space situation, what people don't understand is if Tom Brady signs – Prior to the March 15th deadline, I think it is, they can roll that $13 million cap hit into multiple years to make him affordable again. And I honestly believe that Bill Belichick is just simply waiting on this CBA before he's going to make a financial offer. Okay. You know, and I just, I don't. Right now, what does your gut say? What does Tom Brady want? To be a Patriot or be somewhere else? Tom Brady wants to be a Patriot. Okay. I mean, that's his legacy. No, I I agree with you. What about Bill Belichick? What's your gut? Does he want Tom Brady or does he want to move on? Bill Belichick wants to win. Bottom line. And that's that's Tom Brady, too. I say his legacy matters, but ultimately it's, it's wanting to win. So he knows he can do it in New England. But Bill Belichick, even more so, it's... It's not about Brady, although he knows he can win with him. It's bottom line Super Bowls, but yes, he wants him. Okay, give me your, give me your Tom Brady with the Tennessee Titans, twenty twenty predictions. Well, that's tough. Are we talking seventeen games? I don't know if this league is <laughs> going to go through the way it is right now. You know, let's, uh, let's a lot of let's a lot of hype. big name players are saying it's not going to go through, but we'll see. We're talking enough hypotheticals here. Let's not add any. We're talking a sixteen game <laughs> regular season. Two teams get buys. What do you What do you think? Yeah. Twenty twenty, Tennessee. Uh, I mean, assuming they got Tom Brady and they play similar to the way they just did this past season, um, they. They win their division easy. I mean, playoffs, man, that's tough. You know, there's a couple of good teams out there that that are going to give them some troubles. Uh, They can definitely make a run for the Super Bowl, but I also could see them losing a AFC championship game. Okay. Give me your – and, again, we're talking lots of hypotheticals here. Give me your 2020 New England Patriots, and all they do is add – a comparable tight end, maybe a Hunter Henry, maybe an Austin Hooper. There, there's there's a couple names out there. They add a, a comparable tight end. We're not talking about a returning Gronk. We're not getting all crazy. Comparable tight end. Tom Brady returns. Give me your 2020 predictions. Super Bowl appearance guaranteed. Win or not, I don't know. I got to see the NFC and see what they shake out. You know, during the rest of this off season. But they're they're going. I mean, you think what's changed? What's changed in the AFC that Bill Belichick is not going to be able to figure out and out coach? There's no new Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson that's going to be in the AFC this year. There's no way. I don't see anyone coming out of college that's going to hit like they do. So he's had all of this season to watch their amazing success. He's going to counter them very well, no matter what pieces he has. 
they're going to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, the, the crazy thing is I thought that we had a damn good chance of beating the Chiefs, even in Arrowhead, if we matched up with them. Just because yeah. Bill Belichick physically built the defense to play against Kansas City. And we took a lot of punches in the mouth against Tennessee and still almost won that game. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that if New England comes out next year healthy, if they're just healthy and they add a tight end, I think Tom Brady has a, sp- a fantastic year at 43 years old. Hell yeah. I, Absolutely. I think he could easily throw 30 touchdowns again in under 10 picks like he always does. And don't tell me 30 touchdowns and 10 picks is wash because it's not. And I think Tom mm-hmm. could easily uh, – at least get us back to the AFC title game against a Ravens or a Chiefs team, minimum. Oh, yeah. Easy. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, give me your final predictions. Where's Brady going to be in 2020? We're already saying it, man. He's a Patriot. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. The, the, the one underlying factor for me is there's too much – opposing reasons why he shouldn't go other places. You know, we can bring up the the Chargers and we can bring up the Raiders. You have to play Pat Mahomes twice. Those divisions are tough. You got to play at, at Well, hold on. Hold on a second. As much as I know he's going to stay a Patriot, don't use that as a reason for him to not go to a team. Don't ever insinuate Tom Brady doesn't want to play a team. He I, is always I, up for a challenge. Listen, always. I'm not he's the ultimate competitor. I'm not insinuating that he's scared, but mm. but don't tell me that the Patriots aren't trying to go undefeated every year so they can get a first round bye. They are. I mean, that's everybody's goal. Exactly. But that's not that's not what you can truly think about when you're going to teams unless it's like I don't know. The Browns, nobody wants to go there because you don't want to be a dumpster fire. But, I mean, <laughs> other than that, I mean, you don't really think about it too much, who your opponents are. You just want to win, man. That's it. No, you know, you're, you're right. But at the same time, I disagree. Only simple the simple fact of you don't want to play. You, you, you want to play enough competition that makes you better, but you're not offering yourself up for free losses, man. If you could pick a play, to play the Browns in the Super Bowl or the Ravens in the Super Bowl this year, you would have picked the Browns. You're not picking the Ravens. It's just it, – those are just facts. I just Sure. And I'm not saying Tom's scared. I just don't think that those situations are great because you still have to think to yourself, no matter where Tom goes, he's going to think about happiness. He's going to think about – are they, we going to be competitive? Are we going to have a chance to win? And I'm not saying that he can't beat Pat Mahomes, but offering yourself up to play him twice isn't necessarily the best idea because I don't know about you, but I think he's the best player in the NFL right now. No, that's – that's yeah, I mean, that's pretty easy to say. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, so heading back, so the, the Raiders, I think, are out. I think the Chargers are out. I – Tampa Bay is a stretch to me. The stretch. the Niners trade just – it benefits everybody except the Niners, so I don't see why they would do that unless they honestly felt like they have a one- to two-year window. If they really, really deeply feel we only have a two-year window, then hell, Tom Brady's your dude. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think their window's that small. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it makes sense. I don't either. So, 2020, Tom Brady's going to be a Patriot. We're both in agreement. I think we can uh, both call each other and weep and, and celebrate when he uh, does sign back with New England. Definitely. Speaking of another captain that's on the free agent market, uh, Devin McCourty, his brother, re-upped his $4 million deal this year. Yep. What do you think about McCourty? Do you think he's going to play somewhere else? Do you think he's going to play New England? That's a lot tougher. Um, we got a lot of nice pieces on defense. You know, you'd like to see them all come back. Uh, that, that's really a tough one. I think uh, he'd be willing to take a, a pretty decent uh, team-friendly deal. I agree. I'll say, no, I agree. To, to stay. And if you remember, I was I was this was a couple of years back. I was literally at your house when McCordy re-signed when he hit the yeah. agent market last time, and Belichick paid him. Oh, so yeah. I think he'll remember that. I think he knows he's on the tail end. I doubt he would go one other another place to for the chance of potentially winning another. I'm not saying who doesn't want to win another ring, but McCourty's got three Super Bowl rings. He is in no hurry to try and cha- right. ring Chase at this point in his career. I just don't. Right. Yeah, I think he'll stay. Familiarity, um, you know, the team, the friends, I, I think he stays for sure. Um, assuming that uh, New England doesn't completely lowball him, uh, I, I don't see a reason for him to leave. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't even remotely prep you on this one, but I'm just going to throw this out to you. So, if you had to pick one cap casualty on New England's roster this year, who do you think? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's tough. Uh, For me, the first one that comes to mind is Dante Hightower. Mm. And I think that one would really piss the fan base off, but at the same time, they're losing Kyle Van Noy, so maybe Belichick wouldn't be that dumb to lose two linebackers. Right. Except yeah. Um, Devin too, potentially. Yeah. Uh, that's that's tough. That's a position group that's played well for us. Um and you don't you don't want to see any of them go. The defense has done obviously amazing things this past season. Uh and Boom Tower is a fucking fan favorite for sure. Yeah. Uh, I love that guy. He's earned every minute of that though. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more. One more before I let you go. Uh, outside of Tom Brady, what free agent would you like to see New England being played for? Ooh. Uh, you know, I don't have any flashy, exciting picks here. I would much rather just see a uh, a classic Bill Belichick trades that – ensure more picks for the future i want to sustain the patriot way and sustain greatness long after tom brady retires whenever that day comes okay you know what i actually got one more i was gonna let you go but i got one more for you this is a good one okay actually it's not a good one it's kind of sad to think about if tom brady's not on the new england patriots next year who who's the guy? Who's the quarterback? <laughs> right now, I mean Stidham, right? It, I mean, well, obviously, but do you think Belichick rolls with Stidham, or do you think that he drafts somebody? Do you think that he? I, I don't know. I hear these stupid, 
stupid rumors of Andy Dalton. I can't see that for even a... That is not happening. <laughs> God help us all. That is not happening. Yeah, I can't... I can't see it. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't imagine that would actually happen. We are... Let me put it to you this way. I think that's so unbelievable. I think we would much rather trade the freaking franchise to get <laughs> Joe Burrow. I mean, that would happen before Andy Dalton. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you think about Ted- Teddy Bridgewater? <sighs> we're not set up for it. I mean, we're really not. Um, I, I just don't see it. Um, he's a good quarterback for uh, for his style of play, for sure. But uh, I don't know, man. Somebody else is going to have to take a shot, and he's going to have to have a much bigger resurgence before New England would even look that way, I think. Yeah. Well, man, this was super fun. We're going to have to do it again. I really enjoyed talking talking Pat's football with you, talking football in general, talking the GOAT. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, I mean, Jeff Helbert on uh, Facebook and at Jeff Helbert on Twitter. Awesome, man. Thanks again for for coming on the show. Real talk with Jeff in this episode with Jeff. Thanks again. (laughs) All right, man. All right, guys, I really hope you uh, enjoyed the first ever guest on the show. We're going to segue into uh, the XFL week four. Lots to uncover here. Uh, first off, my picks from last week. I went three and one. My only loss, I picked L.A. to beat New York. The Wildcats came up with an L. They lost to the Guardians, so the Guardians kind of get back on track there. Other than that, I went three and one. Uh, my Vipers obviously got a win as well. We'll talk about that in a second. I did have uh, a lot of fun with this weekend's games. I I think it's easier to really unpack what you have right now with each team. And not that the league's becoming predictable, but you can kind of start to see who's separating themselves and some trends that are being set throughout the league. Uh, The Vipers obviously got their first win. I just touched on that. They beat the D.C. Defenders. And Cardell Jones has now lost two straight games, has struggled to score in both of those games. I'm not sure what was happening. He was easily, through two weeks of the year, he was easily an MVP candidate, had the D.C. defenders as the talks of maybe being the best team, and now they are just plummeting. Not really sure what's going on there. I will give you my Week 5 prediction later as to whether I think they will win or lose, but wow. Just D.C. in general has completely flipped the script. They went from being looking great and slash dominant through two weeks to looking maybe like the worst team in the league through the next two weeks. So really, really weird turn of events there. The Vipers, on the other hand, came out and established a dominant run game. They had not only the first ever 100-yard rusher in, in the XFL history, But in the exact same game, they did it again with another running back. So they had two running backs go over 100 yards. Quite the feat. Very cool. I watched most of that game. They looked looked really dominant. Uh, Defensively, offensively, they were able to throw it. Completely different team than you've seen the first three weeks. Houston comes out against Dallas. Dallas did have Landry Jones suffer an injury later in the game, but Houston pretty much rolled this one. Uh, they forced Landry Jones into three terrible turnovers in the first half. 
Houston pretty much cruised. It wasn't a blowout, but it was never close to a point where you thought that Houston might lose that game. It just seemed like it was pretty much always in hand. DC, we just I just touched on them a second ago. Just dropping two straight, pretty much getting shut out again, looking terrible. Not really sure what their direction is moving forward. St. Louis looked great again. They're they're I said it last week, I'll say it again. They're the most complete team right now. They just seem like they can run it, they can pass it, they can play defense. Their home first off, their home stadium is easily the most home field advantage place in all of the XFL. Their fans are fired up to have an XFL team again. It's been uh it's been kind of cool for their fans to uh kind of really establish themselves as the premier XFL team. It's gonna be a very fun season as it plays off and and hopefully we get another St. Louis Houston matchup down the road. Houston uh sitting at four and oh they're gonna be on top of my power rankings this week at number one. They are a perfect undefeated. They're also a plus five in the T D ratio versus TDs given up. And that is off the XFL website. You can see that it's one of the ways they judge their teams. I think it's pretty cool. It's by far the best in the league. Uh Team number two in the power rankings, coming in at three and one. I got St. Louis. Uh, they're a plus four. Their only loss is to Houston. Very good team. And then after after St. Louis, we start to really start to wonder who's the third best team. That right now, I don't. There's not a clear cut. This is strictly my opinion. I, it's really even hard to argue who the who the number third team is because my points aren't aren't going to be the best, but. I have Dallas. They're 2-0 and on the road. They're third in total offense in the entire league. They've had injuries to their quarterback. I do think they're well coached. I do think they can potentially make a run. I don't know that they can beat a Houston or a St. Louis, but I do think they're the third best team. Number four on the power rankings, and this is going to round out our top, our top four. I'm not going to do the whole league. I'm just going to do about half. Uh, the Vipers. I know they're one and three. I know you guys are like, oh, this is such a homer pick here. They're number one in total offense. They have the leading rusher in all of the XFL. They have a pretty good home field environment. They are one and three. They just won their first game in dominant fashion. They actually played pretty well in week three in a loss to Houston. I think the Vipers moving forward are definitely going to be a team to look out for and probably potentially contend for a playoff push. My week five predictions, I got Houston going over Seattle. I think Houston rolls. I think they move to 5-0 and pretty easily. We got I got Dallas, even though they're injured and beat up, I got them beating New York this week. St. Louis, this is, this is tough because if the D.C. defenders come out as a team that's been shut out the last two weeks, have dropped two in a row, and they come out with their hair on fire, they are still going to have their hands full with St. Louis. I think St. Louis wins this. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I could easily see it being one. I know that sounds contradictory, but I think St. Louis wins this game, but I think D.C. plays well enough to keep it close. Fourth game, I got Tampa Bay beating the Wildcats. Tampa Bay gets two in a row, and they start to climb up the charts. They're playing good football right now. 
for the This Day in Sports this week. I know this has been a kind of a, a friendly little segment I've been throwing on the show. Uh, this Day in Sports, Babe Ruth becomes the highest paid player in MLB history when he signs his three-year $70,000 per season contract for the New York Yankees. Probably the most iconic baseball player of all time. That kind of money in today's league obviously wouldn't even make league minimum. Just kind of crazy that uh, he used to play for only 70000 a year. I want to take uh, my first ever social media question to the show. This one comes to us from at MazeRage86. At Real Talk Jeff one what is your take on the potential for the XFL being a transfer portal per se? The idea that a play, that players from the high school or college players talented enough to jump early could feed the talent pool while proven XFL players could get NFL spots. We did touch on this, I want to say, in episode two. It could have been episode three. But this is a this is a huge this is a huge thing. We don't really know where the XFL is gonna be next year. I personally believe that they will it'll be back. They've had no less than one million viewers every week. They're still getting good ratings. They're filling their stadiums to a to a point where they think they thought they would. I don't think it, obviously, it hasn't sold out, but it hasn't been underwhelming either. I think the XFL will be around. With that being said, Oliver Luck has basically come out, the commissioner, and said that they will accept freshman and sophomore college players. So the XFL, is it's just going to be that middle ground where a standout player in the XFL is going to jump to the NFL at a given chance for a bigger salary. A college player who may be struggles to get by at home. You know, I he maybe he plays for a smaller school. He doesn't play for a, you know, a top-tier SEC or a top-tier Big 10 or a or a Texas or an Oklahoma. He doesn't play for a Clemson. Maybe he plays for a you know, maybe a, a Wyoming, maybe a Josh Allen a couple of years ago. Hey, you know, I made my mark. Now I'm going to go to the XFL and I'm going to try and play against real NFL type talent and make my way that way, improve my draft stock and make some money on the side. I just think this is a this is a huge thing to keep an eye on. Both for college, both for XFL, both for NFL. You know, back in 2002, very famously Maurice Claret left Ohio State early. He could have easily in today's day and age gone to the XFL, tore it up for a season not lose any draft stock, potentially even improve his draft stock because he's playing against NFL-type athletes, and then you make that jump. Definitely something to look out for. It uh, definitely is going to be a topic of of my interest over the next year or two because I I definitely think next year's XFL league will probably have a college player in it. I would be shocked if it did not. I think that's something you could definitely uh, look forward to seeing. All right, guys, sorry for the delay. Um, I really apologize. We couldn't, me and Jeff could not get uh, our, our, our apps to link up last night for our recordings. So we're coming at you a little bit late, but hopefully you really enjoyed the content. Obviously, you're listening to two homers talk about their favorite player of all time on our favorite NFL team. But Tom Brady, I'm super passionate about him. I know Jeff's super passionate about him. And to be honest, 
we would be lying if we said the world wasn't because he's been the topic of conversation on any sports talk show for the last month. So, Tom, if you're listening to this, I know you're a friend of the podcast. Come home to New England. It's where you belong. I don't want to ask, but I'll beg. If you're making me beg, I'll beg. Please, Tom, come home. It's where you belong. We're looking for our seventh Super Bowl, and you are too. So, with that being said, thanks for listening, you guys. I had a blast. See you next time.